The following podcast is brought to you by the Village Zendo. For more information, visit villagezendo.org. Okay, I'm going to press that. This is this is the world we live in. <laughs> um, our rituals have changed, and uh, what we just went through is a part of our ritual, but we're just learning how to do this ritual of uh, being connected to so many of you that I, I see on the screen. And you see us here uh, in this little sendo here in Tribeca. So welcome, welcome everyone. So I want to acknowledge, first of all, this difficult time that we're in, all the suffering in the Middle East, uh, and the ongoing war in, in Ukraine and Russia. Elsewhere, too, the struggle for sanity. Even in our own Western American Congress. <laughs> so I just think I feel very grateful that we have this time together today. Uh, to be quiet and to practice Sazen. Uh, and hopefully through this practice of Sazen, we'll, we'll find the wisdom and compassion that we're being asked to express in our lives. Simply by sitting quietly, sharing our, our Zen teachings, Recognizing that we are interconnected in the Middle East, in the Ukraine, in Africa, in Asia, in China, in that those crazy houses, the Senate, <laughs> House of Representatives in this country, we're all interconnected. We're all responsible. I realize that. So here we are. We sit together, and, and sometimes we sit asynchronously at different times. Uh, and we study, trying to, to find a path that makes sense for us. Now, here, in the physical space that I'm in, um, there's a large pillar in the middle of the room. Have you ever noticed it? You know, it can't be missed in person, really. Uh, but it's likely those of you online have noticed this pillar. I can see uh, there, the third image on my screen shows you our pillar. Um, you know, and it's surprising, a kind of strange physical architectural element. And I remember my shock when I came to look at this prospective setting for our new Zendo. You know, formerly we were on the uh, 11th floor of a business building uh, on Broadway um, that somehow we had transformed into a Zendo. And there were many compelling reasons to make a change. Uh, this was more affordable, more discreet. Uh, even, in fact, 
a very accessible location for us. And the, the space seemed more intimate and more appropriately sized. Our other place was like a railroad <laughs> corridor. It was long and narrow. But I walked in, and right in the middle of the room is this pillar. Huge, really. It's a, a sustaining column. It's a support. Uh, and I asked myself, would this pillar be like an obstacle or a gateway? Will it work for our practice together? So, as you all know, we decided to take the space. And hope that our pillar would serve as some kind of portal to a strong and sustainable zendo. And in fact, on a day-to-day -day basis, most people don't even notice it anymore. Uh, they walk around it. We do zazen around the pillar, kind of elegantly. And when we enter, we choose which side of the zendo to, to enter. But as it turns out, my seat, all the time, <laughs> directly faces the pillar. I sit, my eyes open as we do in Zazen, with an image of the large pillar right there in the middle of our Zendo. And what does it teach me, I've asked myself? What teaching does this pillar offer me? You know, on the one hand, of course, it sustains the building, I mean, and all the apartments above us. Um, but it makes me ask myself, what supports me? What supports my view of the world? What are the pillars that hold up my sense of service, my sense of caring, of what is right to do, the appropriate way to live? So given the context that we're in, one could say that on the first level, the pillar is Zazen, isn't it? It is our practice. Checking in with oneself every day. Every day, stopping the talk, stopping the ideas, stopping everything. Checking in. Zazen. Seated mind. Sa, seated, zen, mind. Checking in. Not thinking. being aware and alive in each moment. And I think from that awareness and aliveness, if we can have confidence in it, we will see our path forward in our life. We will know. 
what the next step is. And that's our pillar. That's our main pillar, our zazen. Our stopping and being thoroughly intimate with the broadest mind that we have. But, of course, that simple sitting is, is buttressed, is supported by the Zen precepts that we take very seriously. They don't look so different than other spiritual traditions. Not killing, not lying, not stealing, not abusing language. They don't, they're not so different. But if we take them seriously, we allow them to be pillars of our life then we know that we can live a life of service and joy. We know that we're not separate from all that is. And that we are responsible to care for all beings everywhere. So the the precepts and the teachings offer us a path that is as strong as our pillar. So, yeah, I I do appreciate the pillar. Uh, It represents the strength of our practice for me. And, And the pillar is like, you know, Encouraging me to manifest the practice in my life. To be strong. To be robust in my practice. To offer service wherever I can. Whether it's on the street. On a Zoom call. In my family. Wherever I am. And being of service, I think, involves allowing ourselves to be vulnerable. To bend towards the suffering in the world. To be open-hearted and not protected. Open-hearted in order to offer service. You know, uh, like many of you, since October 7th and the violent attack in Israel, I found myself angry, upset, confused, and the many strings of attachment I feel towards my Israeli and Palestinian friends caused me great grief. I've got a lot of opinions, and I struggle. I pray for fairness. So in this case, I could say that the pillar represents, for me, a stopping and seeing. This pillar is steady. It doesn't move. It's been here since I walked in the door a year and a half ago. 
seeing how easy it is for me to jump into some opinion, to some political rhetoric that I've been a part of. between the long-standing political and social struggles of the Middle East, peoples of the desert, with complex and intertwined destinies. Truly, it's a holy land for many of us in the West. And what are we to do? So I think the pillar asked me uh, to be strong, supportive, offer compassion and strength for everyone involved, including myself, including ourselves, not to let ourselves get pulled away by the rhetoric that we're familiar with, that we love. We have certain rhetoric, certain opinions that we've developed through our lives. And not get swept away by those, but be moment to moment aware of what is happening in the world and what our responsibility is in that, in case. What can we do? What can we offer? Because on another way, you know, the pillar reminds us um, there's no simple view of the situation. When you enter this zendo, there's no simple view. There's an obstruction. Now, how could that serve us, that obstruction? The pillar forces us to bend, to look, forces us to move, to flow on a path around itself. <laughs> So just as we enter the zendo and walk around the pillar, we encounter that obstruction, that stopping. Pillar is obstructing a simplistic view of the space. It disrupts our expectation. Perhaps we can find something rather than our easiest view of the political situations in this world that we live in. Maybe the pillar is reminding us to slow down, open our hearts to the suffering. The pillar says, here it is, offer your love and compassion for the suffering of everyone affected. The families, loved ones, the political allies, those distant and those close. There is a brokenness, a complexity, even in our political advocacy whether we're talking about it on the plane of where the city you live in, the country you're in, or this very world 
There is a complexity. The pillar tells us to stop and take a look at that. It's like moving around the pillar. You can't move through it. You have to move around it. You know, on another level, you could say it's an aesthetic gift. Don't look directly. We're taught that. We're taught that in flower arrangement. We're taught that in, in, in Zen study, in koan study. Don't look directly. Don't move straight on. But give the gaze a little shape. Give your gesture, your direction, a softness, a questioning, a gentle turn. Move around the pillar. The pillar here can often be my opinions, my views, my beliefs. Move around then. Behind the history of every encounter in Ukraine, in Washington, D.C., in Gaza, in Israel. 25 years, 50 years, 100 years, 1,000 years, 5,000 years. Look around. In that way, I think the pillar offers us a teaching of the power of indirection. of approaching obstacles and difficulties by moving around them, by including all the surroundings in our understanding of situations and problems. The value of indirection in poetry, in flower arranging, in so much of life. So we, we think we have to assault things from one perspective. The pillar is reminding us, no, there's a, there's a way around here. So I ask you to look now at your own life. Today, just as it is. Could it be that what looks like a block, what looks like a barrier, is actually a way, is actually a prompt? a savior, an indicator of what needs attention and awareness? Could it be that the very thing that blocks us is what opens the path to our understanding, to compassion, to realization? Could the pillar offer a way If we think of the pillar as our support, our protection, our gravitas, our strength, we might want to ask ourselves, how might it be in our everyday lives that that very sense of protection, that that support can also impede our insight? Do we forget our interconnection with all that is vulnerable and suffering?
I think of William Carlos Williams' well-known verse, The Red Will Thereof. So much depends upon a red wheelbarrow glazed with rainwater beside the white chickens. You know this verse? So much depends upon a red wheelbarrow glazed with rainwater beside the white chickens. What is that so much that depends? Isn't it how the whole universe fits together? The chaos in the Middle East, wars in China that we keep ignoring, and in Ukraine and Africa. Consider America's southern border. Our pillar does hold us up and protects us. And it also can blind us to the world around us. Unless we are willing to look around the wholeness of the pillar to the manyness that is also here for us at each moment. Do you understand the mystery of the pillar? It hides and reveals. We can be at one with it. And we can see the many that supports it and supports us. One of my favorite poets is not, not, a, not a Zen man. He it was before Zen came to China in the 12th century. Sagyo, and he wrote this poem. Whatever it is, I cannot understand it, although gratitude stubbornly overcomes me until I'm reduced to tears. Whatever it is, I cannot understand it, although gratitude stubbornly overcomes me until I'm reduced to tears. A poignant response. Nine hundred years ago, whatever arises in front of us, whatever comes to us in our life, can we realize that our understanding is limited? Can we? realize and allow ourselves to simply be grateful that we are being moved and moved to serve with what is needed in each moment. Be grateful for what we are facing. So to conclude, I'll offer my own humble response to our pillar. Hearing the cries of the world, I want to help, to offer what I can. Can I see that what looks like a barrier 
truly opens the way.